Hey everyone and welcome to Sunday Night's Main Event. We are more than just a weekly radio show. We actually have a whole network of shows that cover the entire world of professional wrestling. From Raw and SmackDown to Dynamite and Rampage to Impact to New Japan and everything in between, we've got you covered. In order to get each of these shows, you have to be a Patreon. And to join our Patreon for just $5 a month, head on over to patreon.com slash SNME radio. This next show is NXT Talk, and this show chats about all things NXT, whether it be stateside or leveling up, Boris and Matt have you covered. So if you like what you heard, head on over to patreon.com slash SNME radio, and for just $5 every month, you will get this show and many more. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to NXT Talk, the show where we chat about all things NXT. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. And as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well, Boris. We're nearing uh, Valentine's season, and we saw one of the longest standing, uh, most toxic attractions of all WWE break up one of the biggest, uh, you know, romantic ish kind of uh kind of gimmicks they're very like uh in your face with their sexuality i don't know this is a terrible intro what i'm trying to say buddy is that big things are popping and little things are stopping here on nxt talk to quote the great mvp i love it no it's yeah exactly um we'll talk about the toxic attraction toxicity uh, a little later because that the was toxicity fun. in our city because yet again Shawn michaels almost books it to a t how things went <laughs> down 30 years ago this i'm telling you this is becoming like the ultimate game is where in Shawn michaels career did he get this booking from it's so funny almost every week every show something from Shawn michaels past he's running back the hits hey it worked and we knew this one was coming though yeah. we've been calling the the brutus the barber beefcake in this case bailey the barber beefcake breakup and uh it, we knew it was gonna come yeah. i didn't exactly know it was gonna come on ding dong hello but we knew it would end with the super kick yeah exactly uh just well yeah it, it ended hilariously and, and there was a very good segment overall kind of you knew it was common but it's one of those things where i guess they're like okay we got to do it anyways but couldn't they wait just one week i know well maybe it was almost too obvious to do it on valentine's day and they figured the rating would be down uh sure. which i don't know if it would be with the uh, <laughs> the nxt crowd but we'll see anyway i i like that they did it i'm sure next week on valentine's day gg will have some kind of response that will be pretty clever and also boris it's worth noting that they replaced the top heel tag team we got a we got a heel turn, a sneaky heel turn on this episode. We're going to talk about. Yes, we did. 
All right, but before we do all that, got to take care of business because, you know, we like to leave the lights on. Got to pay for the lights on, and we do that by uh, by having sponsors nowadays. And I want to thank TotalSportsCards.com. That's Total Sports uh, for making this week free for everybody, not just members, but everybody gets every single show, show for free this week. Um, and that's brought to you by Total Sports to at totalsportscards.com and Matt we have a huge list of shows um it's 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 unreal how many shows not only do we have the grandfathered shows coming into the this new era of Sunday night's main event but we're adding a bunch of wrestling shows and even pop culture shows uh you know it's kind of like the best wrestling show where there's a little bit for everyone absolutely yeah all kinds of flavors pop culture, music, sports, and all, uh, all all sorts of fun. Steve Swift's rambling AEW Dark Elevation review is getting uh, getting a lot of love, I it think. Is. It is. It is. We also have the It's Canon podcast. Uh, that's uh, hey. my geek show. That's uh, Honestly, it felt so good recording that on Monday with Phil. Um, and next week, we're bringing Tyler back into the fold. He's coming back. He's feeling good enough to record, so we're going to go ahead nice. and power through with that. Obviously, you're listening to NXT Talk. Uh, Steve Swifts also has a Dark Elevation uh, review, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's got the Dark Review also. Then we got shows like, you know, uh, All Elite Weekly with Dan DeMouth, Lavransky, and Joe Aguinaldo as the old Fs chat all things AEW. W. We got Steven's Wrestling Journey, which is going to be a bi-weekly show. And this is a kid's perspective in the wild, wacky world of professional wrestling. I think that's going to be a very nice little addition to the network because, you know, we have to remember, we have to grow this and get new fans. And, you know, just like other industries, hook them while they're young. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yes, uh, that yeah, that is the goal. Yes, uh, les anciens fuck the old seals, Joe and Mouth. Yeah, we got a lot of good shows here on the on the network. I love the Smack Daddies, a nice chill down home East Coast SmackDown review. Boris, you're rocking the Rampage Ramble with Dax Xavier Josiah. He's a welcome addition to the team as well. And uh, we have a lot of guests here on Bam. We've had a lot of people from the from the family. We got Yorkie, a good pal who comes on the on the Bam show. Uh, we got, uh, you know, Sean Burkhead, David Brightly, all kinds of fun guests have showed up. Tommy Milagro. Who have we had on that show, Boris? Exactly. Colby, a bunch of people. Colby Carino. We Colby had Colby Carino, Carino exactly. on the BAM show. Future NXT North American champion, Colby Carino. That's right. You, <laughs> you got damn right, first. buddy. I right. love it. I love it. We also have Dr. Mouse, the legendary Dan Mouth gives us his rock and roll lunch party. Uh, we're going old school with some familiar voices as the godfathers of podcasting are giving us their pop culture show. That's Donnie De Silva and Chris Tidwell doing their thing. Uh, we have Setting the Standard with Uncle Bobby B and the standard Matthew Grant chatting all things Matthew Grant's career here in the Ontario independent scene. Uh, we also have 
MLW Rewind coming. That's coming on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to that because, well, you know, it just goes to show you that it wrestling is more than just AEW and WWE. Uh, so getting these promotions, giving these promotions some TLC, some tender loving care is always nice. And, uh, and then we have the looking back on it, uh, which is going to be an album review show, but it's going to review albums from the 90s to the early 90s. Odds. So that's going to be a, a lot of fun, dude. There's just so much. A little little something for everyone. And this week, you get a little taste of every single show. And that's brought to you by Total Sports at totalsportscards.com. If you like cards, if you like collectibles, this is the place you want to go. That's totalsportscards.com. Matthew, how are you? Boris. Boris. I'm well. I'm feeling much better. I, uh... I decided to delete my Twitter randomly in, in my uh, lack of sleep last night. I was just like, man, I'm, I'm too addicted to social media right now. So I might be back. I might not. I don't know. Twitter's whatever. I'm still going to stay on Insta. And Facebook is very important for the podcast purposes. But yeah, as of this moment, quit Twitter. Feel good about it. Didn't check Twitter this morning. Don't miss it. So, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling better mentally and physically, I think, homie. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. A little tired. My sleep schedule's all over the place again. Just uh, things just think things are always crazy, man. But um overall feeling good. Looking good. Uh <laughs> yes, of course. Always. <laughs> ne never in doubt for a second. Honestly, this weather that we're having here in Toronto, it's been insane. So I was talking to a customer, not a customer, a partner, uh, right before we started recording. They're based in Germany. Oh man, I struggle with the Germans sometimes, and 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 by that I mean it's like you know me, you know my personality, right? It's like no matter what, I try I, to make people laugh. I don't know why. It's just it's, maybe it's like my 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 nervous tick or something is trying to make someone laugh. Ever try to make a German laugh? It is. <laughs> I can't. Yes, I have. The jokes literally just fly above them, and sometimes like <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm. I'm and hilarious uh but they're like ah yes funny <laughs> so you're just cracking jokes laughing at your own jokes and no one else is so I it kind of sounds like every other conversation in my life um <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds so really like these shows but yeah, no it's, really it's, there's no difference but dude it's just so weird sometimes uh but i think uh i think this guy particularly he kind of gets me but he kind of doesn't uh anyways the point that i'm trying to make is that we were talking about the weather and he's like oh it's very cold here today and he's like and i'm like dare i ask what you consider cold he's like yeah it's zero ah what a life what a life well yeah, I guess the stereotype is true. Germans are a serious people, but you know, I don't know. They, they, it just reminds me of the South Park episode with Funnybot, which is yes. one of the one of the absolute funniest South Park episodes there's ever been. That's one of my top five. I think that's so good. Man, South Park is just. Uh, I res you know, I respect the process of South Park more than I do the show itself, and I love the show. I think the show for what the what they can get away with on a week-to-week -week basis uh you know the jokes that they make and yada 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 all that fun stuff is one thing but like the process that they go through in order to stay relevant and i think that the whole being able to produce a show in under a week is what keeps them relevant because you know the issue with a lot of shows simpsons for example is you're getting 
almost year old references. And in the TikTok social media world, having a reference of a year old, you, you start sounding like WWE, you know, when Vince is, is around and booking, right? Like have 30 year old references. Um, and I think what really keeps South Park relevant and, and you know, gets them those shares on social media is the fact that they, you know, if South Park was around right now, I don't think it is. It's not, right? There's no active uh, no. season. I, I not at this moment, but it's coming back very soon. So let's, for example, let's say that they did have an active season right now. Um, you know, the next episode would be making fun of weather balloons and and balloons in general, right? Because of what happened over the past week in the states, right? So that's the stuff that keeps them relevant, and I think that's the main reason, the driving force, why they've been able to survive almost thirty years. We're going on like twenty seven years of South Park. Yeah, man. I think this is going to be season 26 yeah. when it starts up. Yeah, Matt and Trey are geniuses, man. Yeah, I respect them so much. And not everything that they've done ages well uh, or, you know, hits the best even at the time. Like uh, Team America World Police is is a, something to, to sit through nowadays. It was but, something back then. It was, it was something, something back, back then. then. It was something back then. Hopefully you understand what they're trying to do with that. But like, yeah, also, I'm not I'm uh, I'm a white person, so it's very easy for me to say that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think the Book of Mormon is uh, objectively like genius and it was a hugely successful thing. They just, uh, the South Park movie Bigger, Longer and Uncut is one of the best musicals like ever. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. No, I truly believe that. It's it's excellent. So yeah, I, I think Matt and Trey are geniuses. The best South Park episodes are as good as anything. And I you, I, you gotta respect that process, man. You gotta they're they're baseball players. They're taking at bats every year. Yeah, let's not even get started with basketball. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like basketball. I, that was it's that got was a charm for to them, it. and yeah, yeah, that was written for them. And then they kind of you could tell they kind of tried to put their own spin on it. But yeah, I mean, they, they, I like basketball. It has a certain je ne sais quoi to it. These kids have moxie, you know. They exactly, man. <laughs> the amount of times that we share our sayings, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. So yeah, so yeah, so that that's the whole thing with South Park, right? Uh, unlike this show, NXT and WWE and wrestling in general, sometimes it's funny because like. I find that wrestling in general, when they try to be hip and cool and up to date, it most of the time comes off as cheesy and it's like redundant. Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. I mean, like all of the time, wrestling is very rarely cool. That's why when you stumble upon a Carmelo Hayes or a Trick Williams, they're like precious gifts from God. So, yeah, I, you need to. Uh, yeah, you need to capitalize on the cool in wrestling because it very rarely is never is yep all right matt so not, not not nothing new in the news department we already talked a little bit uh on sunday during our vengeance day aftercast uh so there's nothing really major going on per se in the world of nxt uh so i think without further ado we should just get to the show but matt before we do that before we get there you know that there's one last piece of business we have to take care of, and that is our system rating de jour because we're done with star ratings, but we do like rating each and every single match because we're geeks that way, uh, but we like to rate them with something different every week, and we call it our rating system de jour because we like to have fun with it, something relevant for that episode, something that makes at least Matt and I laugh. Matt, what are you thinking? Well, we got to go break up related 
uh, rating system here. The, the worst breakups of all time, or at least in the last couple of years that I can remember. So breakups out of five based on the end of Toxic Attraction. That sounds perfect. All right. So the show kicks off right away, as it usually does. Um, we get an intro, and it was focused on highlights from Vengeance Day this past Saturday. Vic Joseph and Booker T were on commentary. Alicia Alicia Taylor uh, was the ring announcer. Uh, we see Bailey coming into the performance center. My God, is she ballsy walking through that parking lot alone. <laughs> like a boss, and you'll notice no one attacked her. There was no who done it on Bailey because she rules. Yep, uh, she was selling the uh, the match from Raw. Uh, Vic Joseph hyped Bailey, hosting her talk show later on with Toxic Attraction as her guests, and things get kicked off with a promo as Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams make their entrance. Trick bragged about Melo beating Apollo Cruz this past Saturday. Trick joked that Melo turned the visionary Apollo to Stevie Wonder, who's blind. Melo took the mic and continued to brag, uh, and he proved that. He He's him. He said he's beaten everyone. He said he's beat everyone except for one person. And before the obvious name was stated, that sick F, J.D. McDonough, makes his entrance with a mic in hand. J.D. said it's clear that Mello was talking uh, who he was talking about um, and, 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 you know, brought up the Braun Breaker name. J.D. said he agrees that Mello is a cool person. But in the ring, he can't hold JD's jock strap. JD said that Melo is not ready to hold the big title or be the face of any brand. Melo said he thought he beat everyone, but it looks like there's a survivor in the JD. JD talked about how he focuses on destroying body parts and how he put Melo in the hospital. Melo said that they should have a match tonight. JD McDonough got in Melo's face and said, Game on. That was that this was short effective to the point i liked it absolutely all three guys got to cut a good little promo i wish well, there was more trick williams in this but carmelo hayes is doing good mic work these days jd mcdonough always delivers on the mic 100 agreed this was good and it set up a good match yeah, exactly. All right, Fallon Henley confronted Kiana James backstage and kind of kind of gave her crap for cheating in their title win. Uh, James then said Henley should be happy because Henley's now a champion for the first time ever. Henley said it's only fair to give Carter and Chance a rematch after that tainted win. Henley also assumed that James was cheating on Jensen by talking to her boo on the phone. James denied. She denied it. Henley teased uh, snitching on James. As James and Henley entered the break room, they were met by Briggs and Jensen and a bunch of other people, I'm assuming friends or paid friends, uh, who threw a surprise party and they all celebrated the title win. Yes, friends and well-wishers, yes. indeed paid extras but yeah we are to believe that these are the irl the shoot friends of uh the incel express and Fallon Headley and keanu james yep all right soul ruka makes her entrance um vic joseph cuts the show to the nxt media call where grayson waller was harassing hbk and he had to be dragged out of the room by matt bloom 
Yes, it was funny because uh, Grayson Waller, derogatory as all heck, got in a, okay, A-Train, yeah, I'll leave Albert. He kept running through all of Albert's bad gimmicks. I'm surprised he didn't call him uh, the hip-hop hippo. That would have been excellent. Yeah, it was it was funny. It just, you know, it's the subtle things with Grayson Waller, right? And that just, again, shows how much he gets it. You can tell he's a student of the game. He like is a wrestling fan. He wants to be a good wrestler. He understands how to be an effective heel while still being funny. Yep. All right. Zoe Stark makes her entrance, and that kicks off the first match of the night as Zoe Stark went up against the up-and-coming Sol Rucka. This match was a lot of fun. I, I thought this match was really good. Sol just continues to impress and improve. Uh, there are times where Sol's offense kind of looks a little too choreographed, but... It is developmental, and I think that uh, you know it, it's going to look more natural as she uh, continues to to develop, which is a fantastic thing. Love seeing that. Um, and Zoe Stark is Zoe Stark, honestly. Like Zoe Stark is just more than ready for the main roster, but it's a treat having her in NXT, where there are just so many rookies right now uh, to help develop and train them and get them ready for the big show. And I don't mean Paul White. Yes, uh, very good. Uh, yeah, Sol Ruka, this was her best match to date. Obviously, it's going to be because Zoe Stark is very, very good in the ring. One of the best female wrestlers going right now in any company is Zoe Stark. Uh, she, I, I don't even need to add the qualifier female to that. She's just one of the best wrestlers on earth in the ring. I swear to God, she's that good. She has great matches with everyone. Sol Ruka got carried to her best match here, but that's what is going to happen in this situation. Saul Ruka has been wrestling for like six months. She's an incredible athlete. And this was awesome. And I very rarely like it when someone wins a match and then the opponent who just got pinned lays out the person who just beat them. I don't think it makes sense. I usually think it makes both people look bad. I thought it worked a lot in this scenario. So yeah, good match with a good finish and a good post match. I thought this achieved exactly what it set out to do. Yep, exactly. Could not have said it better myself. Let's run through the end. For those of you who didn't watch the entire match, Sol rallied with shoulder tackles. She did a cartwheel into a splash. Zoe then came back with a super kick. Sol went for a high slingshot splash, but went right into the knees of Stark. Stark hit Sol with the tilt the world GTS for the win in three minutes, 45 seconds. After the match, so, yeah. After the match, uh, Stark was attacking Soul. Soul tried to body slam. Uh, sorry, Stark tried to body slam Soul into the turnbuckle, uh, but Soul countered the move into a Soul Snatcher. Uh, left Zoe lying in the middle of the ring. Yeah, so it was only, it was under four minutes, so it wasn't great, but it was still good. Absolutely, indisputably, a good wrestling match, and I like to post match a lot because Stark was. She was like, she won the match. She was like, okay, now I'm going to take liberties. Now I'm going to be the bad guy veteran and show this rookie what fur. But the rookie was too good. She shook off the cobwebs and she hit her finishing move. And Saul Ruka was left standing in the end. 
And again, usually I hate when that happens, but in this case, it made perfect sense because Zoe Stark bit off more than she could chew. You shouldn't, you, you can't attack Sol Ruka. You can beat her in a wrestling match for now because she's very young and very new at this. But yeah, so they're telling the story that Sol Ruka is going to be something special one day. This worked very, very well. I would go three and a half breakups, three and a half LeBron James leaving Cleveland's out of five for this one, Boris. The worst sports breakup of my lifetime. The decision. Yep. Oh, I love the decision so much. Um, you would. You would. <laughs> I, there's nothing better than leaving a whole city disappointed. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Oh man, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I people are like now the take is, well, people were like unfair to LeBron for the decision. It's like, no man, he did a special where like the the boys club of Cleveland was expecting him to like be there. Was he not in Cleveland when he filmed that? I forget where he was, but anyway, it was it was like devastating to the city of Cleveland. It was needlessly devastating to the city of cleveland i think was, i think he didn't realize that but in the time since since he went back and wanted a title it doesn't matter anymore exactly um all right so uh, before we move on let's talk about soul rook just because like i did you brought it up right they're building the story that she is going to be a future star i think that uh, the commentary team does a great job of really hammering home that fact right i th here's the thing though nikita lyons her injury, and and it sucks and everything, but the timing could not have been worse, right? Like, she was being built up. She was going to be the next big thing in the female division. She gets injured, and then there you have Sol Ruka just, like, sweeping right in. Not to say that Nikita Lyons isn't going to pick right up where she left off, but, man, it just goes to show you how how difficult this business can be. Absolutely right, man. Uh, if you want to draw a sports parallel, she might have just gotten Wally pipped. Yeah. As they say, you know, like we, we might see the new Iron Man streak here in NXT, but Saul Ruko might be so good that she might be the type who doesn't last very long in NXT. That could be Nikita's saving grace here. But it's true. Nikita Lyons has gone down the death chart because Saul Ruka has kind of taken that spot. Yep. All right, the show cuts back to Henley and James' congratulation party. Henley insisted that James talk to, uh, insisted that James talk someone on the phone. Pretty deadly shows up. They look all disheveled and, and didn't know where they were, and they looked like they had just didn't want to be there and angry and upset. They were yelling at everyone about deserving to be tag team champions. Andre Chase, Stu Cutson, and Thea Hale confronts Pretty Deadly. Chase cursed out pretty deadly and challenged them to a match later on the show. Yes, uh, pretty deadly, like wearing like half button shirts, uh, ponytails all disheveled, uh, as you said, uh, looking like they they actually said they hadn't slept since Vengeance Day. I, I, I love pretty deadly, man. They're so they're so funny. They're fun. They're such a fun act, right? Like and the best part about pretty deadly. And this is very rare to see now in professional wrestling, wrestling, whatever you want to call it. That's a team or any wrestler that can not only talk and be great characters, but can back it up in the ring. Yes. Yeah. They're not uh, Brian Danielson and I don't know, uh, Kanosuke Takeshita in there, but they're good. They're perfectly solid hands. WWE style. They've got down to a T and they, they could fit in on the main roster for 10 to 15 years i think yep all right also also one sorry one quick note i want to make uh 
ever since Vengeance Day, and this episode proved it, I think Andre Chase and Chase U are now NXT main eventers in the sense that they can main event an episode of the show and it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel out of place. They main evented this episode and I didn't bat an eyelash in the past. If chase university main evented NXT, I'd be like, what is going on? But I think we've cracked a new level for chase university. They are at the NXT main event level achievement unlocked. Ding, ding, yes. ding. Some sound effect, right? Like, Oh man, but I, they should I, have a ceremony for that. I still don't get them. Like, I like them, but I don't know why I like them. <laughs> it's perfectly accurate. I agree with that 100%. All right. Davicato makes his entrance. Dante Chen was already in the ring. Booker T said he's a huge fan of Chen and said uh, that he's going to get destroyed by Kato, though, which leads us into the second match. Davicato, Dante Chen, two minutes, 41 seconds. For what this match was, I think this was good in the sense, okay, Dante Chen got his offense. We got to see what he's made of. You know, he's not a full-on uh, jobber. He's not a full-on, you know, one-paycheck kind of guy. Uh, he's a mainstay in NXT, uh, but he's he hasn't had a lot of TV time. So it was good to kind of see that he has some offense. Uh, and then Dabakato just came back and finished him off, right? Uh, he got, Chen got Kato down to a knee. Chen hit Kato with a double chop. Kato then got up, slammed Chen to the mat with an overhead chop. Uh, Kato then hit Chen with a sky high for the win in two minutes, 40 seconds. This was absolutely classic. Tony Khan booking. Dante Chen got a win recently on AEW level up. <laughs> and... And then he came in here for his first match on uh, NXT Dynamite in forever and got obliterated by the guy that Tony Khan actually wants to push. So this was classic TK booking here. This was a match. This was every squash match you've ever seen on WWF Superstars. Perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. Right on the Mendoza line. Right on the Jeff Jarrett line, buddy. We're going to go two and a half Kanye West and Kim Kardashians yep. out of five for this one. <laughs> Your girl, Kelly Kincaid, interviews Davicato, <laughs> asking him why he attacked Apollo Cruz. Dabba looked twice at Kelly up and down, and he said, I dropped his ass. You know why. Yeah, so we're, I guess, yeah, that's supposed to be uh, a tease of storyline to come here for Apollo Cruz and Dabicato. Uh, yes, Kelly Kincaid, my girl, quick TMZ corner. Kelly Kincaid seems to currently be dating Elton Prince. Yep. Good for them. That seems like a very adorable couple. I hope they, I hope those kids make it. <laughs> right. All right. We got a replay of the finish of last week's Indusher versus Creed Brothers match. The Creed's Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley were in the trainer's room. The doctor said that Nile will be cleared to wrestle by this weekend. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire showed up. Dawn accused Paxley of attacking Nikita Lyons in the parking lot because she was creeping around. Paxley said she was just getting air and Lyons was already on the ground when she saw her. Dawn said that answer sounded like Paxley was dodging the accusation. Dawn and Fire left with Brutus wondering if Paxley attacked Lyons. Yes, so as much as we just said Lyons has fallen down the depth chart, that's not really to be like it's you don't have to worry too much because they're still building this entire who done it around nikita lyons like this this is going to be a long-term storyline based on her comeback so i mean 
at least there's that much. It's not really her fault that Saul Ruka exists, but it is worth noting. Anyway, so the 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 who done it continues, Boris. We still don't know, in fact, who done it. I'm think I'm trying to think. What was the best who done it, and what was the worst who done it? In uh, ever or just in wrestling? Uh, let's go in wrestling. In wrestling, I actually, I, I actually think as bad as the payoff was, I think the best who done it has to be Rikishi, who ran over Stone Cold, just because it was at a good time in wrestling. It was like the late two thousands, or the sorry, the late year two thousand, uh, or yeah, it was yeah ninety nine to two thousand when Austin actually came, yeah, and then Austin actually came back in the year two thousand. And yeah, man, it was. I think in terms of long-term storytelling and a who done it in wrestling, which one, which one has been better than that? True, true. And I'm trying to think in pop culture in general. You got the who shot Jr. payoff, which was horrible, and who shot Mr. Burns payoff, which was weird. <sighs> which one was Laura worse? Palmer? Laura Palmer, Twin Peaks, number one is the best. The worst one might be might be Mr. Burns in terms of disappointing payoff. Yeah. So from a scale, and I love just because he did get the Twin Peaks reference in the Mr. Burns episode. So from yes. a scale of Mr. Burns to Laura Palmer, where do you think the Nikita Lions who done it's gonna gonna land? I love it. I love it. Uh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be closer to JR, I think. It's gonna be it, they're lucky if they hit Rikishi levels. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Don't you love how that that entire time was literally to set up that question? <laughs> I love it. I love the scale. That's a good call. All right. The hardest working reporter in professional wrestling. Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Roxanne Perez. Perez was happy to come out of Vengeance Day, still champion. Caden Carter and Katana Chan show up and acted kind of mopey. They trash talked Perez and said that Perez doesn't have friends. Perez said she has friends and she's going to make a call to want to challenge Chance and Carter. Yes, so they didn't actually do like a big beat down where they turned heel, but uh, Katana and Caden have kind of flirted with heel babyface in the past. They have been hardcore babyface making entrance through the crowd again at NXT Vengeance Day. Like they were they were cheered. Here, they came in wearing all black. They were angry and they insulted the number 1 babyface like in a personal manner for no reason. They are heels. At this moment, Caden Carter and Katana Chance are heels, period. This, I don't know if you can call it a turn, but I think it was a sneaky heel turn. Yeah, agreed. Perfectly said. Um, yeah, I got nothing to add. Good job. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Isla Dawn with Alba Fire versus Tatum Paxley was next. Another very short match, but another match that got to the point and i'm gonna stress this fact that i made i don't remember whether it was last week's show or at vengeance days aftercast but it was basically i'm okay with these short matches at this point and and they're start, i don't i think they're starting to grow on me in a sense because these short matches these sub five minute matches they get to the point you know gives people tv time it kind of lessens the stress of the trial by fire for developmental people um so so i'm okay with this with the short matches well there's a reason why this was the structure of television wrestling for like 50 years before the monday night wars yeah you know what i mean so yeah i i think it makes a ton of sense yep. to do it like this 
Not much. Sometimes there are. Yeah. yeah, Sometimes there are short matches with one person who needs to be pushed. Uh, Yeah. Please go on. I was just going to say not much overall to this match. Let's jump to the end as Dawn avoids a crossbody by rolling away. Then she hits Paxley with the eye of the hurricane for the win in three minutes, five seconds. That was that short, effective, to the point, unlike my exes. I don't know if that one tracks, but all right, we're going to allow it. We're uh, off the post, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, it was fine. Strong effort, I guess, but not really a good match. We're going to go to Jericho Kevin Owens's out of five, two friendship festivals out of five for this one, slightly below the Mendoza line. Oh, that one was beautiful. That I, I, I was literally thinking of that segment just a few days ago. No, oh, man, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, Jericho and Owens had such excellent chemistry. I'm glad that Owens and Sami Zayn stayed in WWE, but it would have been cool to see KO and Jericho together again. Yeah. Uh, Fire teased attacking Paxley with her bat, but Ivy Nile runs down with a metal chain to chase off Dawn and Fire. Ivy friggin' Nile. Booker T using her on the indies. She's uh she's a badass. She's the spiritual and intellectual leader of the diamond mine. Let's push Ivy Nile in 2023. Yep. I was so wrong when I said 2022 was going to be the year of Ivy Nile, but I'm sticking to it. 2023, <laughs> the year of Ivy Nile. Yes, we did. We just didn't uh, foresee Roxanne Perez showing up and absolutely running show. Uh, 2022 is the year of Roxy. 2023, the year of Ivy. Yep. All right. We get a hype package for the McDonough Hayes match. Uh, then we see someone was shown. Then we see someone exiting a car. The camera only focused on the person's shoes. And Vic wondered who this was. Come on, cameraman. Don't be stupid. I love when they yeah, do stuff like this. It is funny. Obviously, if this was like real, it makes no sense that the cameraman would just shoot this guy's shoes. Like we would like show who the human is. But you know, it's a stylistic choice. I love it. It's pro wrestling. You know what I would do? This is just again for 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 idiots like us to shut up. I would literally have like where you can hear the director screaming at the cameraman, pan up, pan up, or something like that. <laughs> That's absurd. Well, maybe as it goes to commercial, it yeah, could add as it a goes to drama, commercial, a little spice. Yeah, I could, I could, and it does start to pan up, and then it hits commercial. I can see it. I can see it. It's a little Russo-ish, but I like it in a good way. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing: like the prime years of my life were with Russo in charge of wrestling. <laughs> uh, sad, but possibly accurate for many of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Carmelo Hayes was in the ring for the next match. Vic Joseph noted that this match would be a main event anywhere in the world, but not NXT, you see? I love when they say that. <laughs> that is funny for a match in the middle of the card. That is actually hilarious. I didn't pick up on that. Because Carmelo Hayes playing the babyface here versus J.D. McDonough. Good wrestling match. The best match on the show for sure. And it was better than Apollo versus Carmelo on the pay-per-view. Much better, much better. Uh, I wish that match could have been better, but it is what it is. Really, it really is. All right. Um, this match was really well done. Like, it was a good back and forth. I think that Melo looked really good in this match. JD McDonough is so damn good. I, I still can't believe he didn't like this guy for the longest time. 
Well, uh, yeah, something about him. It was his giant head. I think there was maybe some allegations on his name, too. I forget that whole thing. I should possibly look that up before I even bring it up here on the podcast. But, yeah, something about J.D. McDonough rubbed me the wrong way. But you can't deny him when you watch him week to week. Uh, he's very, very good. He's an excellent professional wrestler. Yep. So they're trading blows. Mellow hits J.D. with a springboard lariat that looked just absolutely fantastic. Mellow then hits J.D. with a final cut suplex that was only good for a two count. Mellow then counters a few strikes and hits J.D. with La Mystica. J.D. kicked out and Mellow put J.D. in a cross phase. J.D. got to the bottom rope for the break. McDonough then used a neck bridge to escape a jackknife pin. Um, um, then he uh, hits Mellow with a haymaker and sit up power bomb for a near fall. More back and forth. Carmelo surprises JD with a code breaker. McDonough though kicks out at two. Hayes and JD took each other out with stereo headbutts. That's when Ilya Dragunov makes his entrance and return to NXT. He's wearing all formal wear. Ilya knocked down a trick at ringside. McDonough was distracted, and this gives Melo the time to roll up JD for the win in 13 minutes, 20 seconds. Matt, what did you think of this ending? Uh, I thought it was awesome, actually. I did not expect young Elia. i thought it was going to be cameron grimes and i didn't expect anyone to come out during this match but it was a good time for Elia to make his comeback obviously whatever visa issues or injury issues there may have been have been cleared up and he is back he destroyed trick williams with the old uh the old finishing move the old russian torpedo and he absolutely destroyed JD McDonough with an elbow after this. And he came out looking pretty great, chased him into the crowd. You want to see Dragunov get his hands on McDonough. And uh, also you saw a great match between Carmelo and McDonough here. So good, good stuff overall. Yeah. Honestly, uh, Dragunov is one of those guys who like, I, I think is a fantastic professional wrestler. Doesn't cut the best promos, but he doesn't need them, in my opinion. Um, but I never saw him as someone to be featured, even in NXT stateside. You know what I mean? Uh, I I understand what you're saying, but I do disagree. I think he's so good that you have to push him near the top of the card if you're going to have him in your company. Uh, his promos, they, uh, he, they're not as good as Bret Hart's best promos, but he reminds me of a Bret Hart. He is a believable promo. He reminds me of a UFC promo. Yes. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So after the match, Ilya entered the ring. Mello rolls away. Ilya hit McDonough with a basement lariat, and he chases JD into the crowd. Yeah, very good stuff overall. Like the closing angle, we're going to go as high as three and three-quarter Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande's out of five. Every single match could have been three-quarter breakups. Every single match could have been a Pete Davidson breakup. (laughs) That's what I should have done. That would have been a fun gimmick. Next time. Yeah, and then, like, the final one is, you know, Pete Davidson and your mom because he dates (laughs) everyone, you see. Uh, I, not your I, mom, I, I but it would have been I, my I, mom because it would, it, it would have been the listener's mom. Yeah, the listener's the universal, mom. <laughs> the universal you. All of our moms, truly, <laughs> Pete Davidson has dated. <laughs> Thea Hale confronted Tiffany Stratton about how she was hating on Chase U on social media. 
Hale started to ramble about needing to turn in her homework uh, about John Cena. Stratton said Chase U is cringy and nobody wants to go there. Hale tried to calm herself down, that she snapped at Tiffany about how Tiffany is selfish, while Chase U is open to everyone. Hale told Tiffany to suck it and did a crotch shop. Uh, after Tiffany turned around, Hale was choked out and dragged away by none other than Ava Rain. Yes, daughter of the rock, member of the schism. Uh, old Ava Rain drags Thea Holloway. You know what's really funny is uh, Chase U is supposed to be the the educational station of NXT. They're supposed to know what's going on, and they don't even watch the television show that they're on. They don't even have a monitor backstage to see what's happening when Thea Hill gets dragged into a dark room never to be seen again they should be on that they're chase university they can't have a student on a cell phone watching the television show what are you doing andre all right is this a kidnapping is this being added to the spreadsheet huh i think i think it should be uh, well yes she was taken away forcibly and uh, covered in stickers and she seemed pretty traumatized when she did show back up on this television show so i'm gonna say yes it was a crime <laughs> you know, op opening up the spreadsheet now all right jcj to gg dolan were shown arriving at the performance center at diff during different parts of the day separately again ballsy women walking alone through the performance center parking lot especially with who done it's occurring all the time out there now yep all right the show comes back, and we're back in Henley and James' congratulation party. Henley was about to tell Jensen about James talking to someone else on the phone, but was cut off by Jensen being super hyped to spend Valentine's Day with Kiana James. Henley held her tongue, not wanting to crush Jensen's heart. Yeah, oh, there's something. We're building to something. Uh, we're building to something big here again. Uh, we know if, if we, if you're on the social media, you know, that this Zach person might actually be, uh, closer to Keanu James than one might believe, but maybe it's her brother. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's Zach is her dad's name. Who knows? A cousin, uh, a gardener that she got close to, you know, the relationships are complex, Boris. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> There's so much I can say. So much I can say. <laughs> Yes, let's move on. Wendy Chu is with Valentina Faroz for her singles match. Her opponent was Lyra Valkyria. Uh, they turned up the fog machine big time, uh, but they also took away the Instagram filter for Valkyria's entrance. Yeah, I love both choices. She does a thing where she faces the opposite way of the ring. She has her back to the ring and the camera comes up Mark Henry style. And then she turns around facing the ring. Boom. Normal wrestling entrance. They, they've like tweaked her entrance almost every week, but I think they've landed on something good here. Yep. That's the whole point of this. That is literally the whole point of NXT is try stuff, uh, you know, throw stuff at the wall until something sticks. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Right. Like, I think they also have to consider what's going to look good in a big arena and translate well on TV. Yes. Uh, and they have to take these risks. That exactly, as you said, is the point of this whole thing. So no complaints. And I think they finally hit on one. They finally did it. 
Lyra Valkyria versus Valentina Feroz. Another short, quick, to-the-point match. Only lasted 2 minutes and 51 seconds. Both women were taken out after they ran into each other headfirst. Lopez handed Valentina brass knucks. Chu tried to convince Feroz not to use them. Valentina puts them away. She walked right into an insiguri and crescent kick for a victory uh, to Lyra Valkyria. Yeah, so a, a fine match. You can really see how talented Lyra is. She's very good. Valentina Feroz does have potential. Lots of lots of fire, and I thought the storytelling, while obvious, was necessary. This is what they're doing. They had to tell this next uh, you know, chapter in this book. We all saw it coming, but it totally made sense. So perfectly fine professional wrestling right on that Jeff Jarrett line, brother. Two and a half breakups, two and a half Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston's out of five for this one. The one that shook the world. <laughs> the one that shook us all. All right. Valentina Furrows, 100%. Never thought that she would be this featured on NXT TV. Yeah, getting a little bit of a push here, young Valentina. Good for her. Good to see it. Yep. Vic. Although she is losing on a weekly basis. Yeah, Storyline reasons, right? Until she starts cheating, which is kind of like, how good does that make you look? It's like you need to cheat to win. But whatever. We'll go with it. Yeah, we're, we're going to allow it. Yes. All righty. Vic Joseph sends the show to a Wesley travel blog log video where he showed people his day before Vengeance Day. He introduced viewers to his wife, Erica. His wife was shown crying in joy at how inspirational her husband is. Lee talked about sacrificing a lot to get there uh, and this is the biggest moment of his life we see highlights from the lee versus dijak match uh with lee saying he wasn't settling for anything less than success he was shown congratulated by Shawn michaels steve carino and others at the gorilla gorilla position after the match cut back to the show and it is with the hardest working reporter and all of professional wrestling Mackenzie Mitchell she is with Wesley Lee said it was a good video but he's worried a bit about Dijak's dislocated finger Tony D'Angelo AO and Stax OA they show up uh they say they Lee should be thanking them for his title win they said he didn't need help but he needs a next opponent to defend his title against. Lee said if Stax or Tony have the cannolis, then they can take him up on his open challenge next week. Tony said he and Stax have some business to deal with right now. Yeah, they expect to be compensated handsomely for what they did at NXT Vengeance Day. So if we're going to get Tony D and or Stax, that'd be a fun little triple threat, kind of similar to the whole toxic attraction thing, except they actually like each other, Stax and Tony D. Yep. We get a Tyler Bate backstage promo where Bate called out Grayson Waller for disrespecting a legend in Shawn Michaels. Uh, Bate said once Waller's uh, suspension is over, Waller needs to show up to disrespect Tyler and see what happens. Yeah, so that sets that match up for next week. We'll go over next week's card at the end of the show. That we will. All right, the next match, Channing stacks Lorenzo with Tony D'Angelo in his corner. A.O. versus Odyssey Jones. Just remember, Channing stacks Lorenzo said he's going to go after the biggest mf -er he can find. And I guess that was Odyssey Jones 
five minutes, ten seconds. I'm really starting to like stacks. Absolutely. You can see I didn't really get why they chose this guy and they're like they're gonna push him. But obviously he showed them something in the performance center and it, it was a good choice. Every week he improves, every week he shows us more and more. This was an awesome match. Like for what I expected it to be, it was way, way better. Lorenzo versus Odyssey Jones. Pretty shocking upset here in NXT. Channing stacks Lorenzo pins this big odyssey jones who's been pushed really really well pins him clean in the middle of the ring it was well done doesn't hurt odyssey jones whatsoever and keeps building up stacks as the underboss because he promised his boss that he was going to take out the biggest mf -er he can and that's exactly what he did odyssey jones hit stacks with a lariat uh, but uh, stacks caught jones in the ring with a ddt and a diving right hand he then hit jones with a knee version of the blackout for the win in five minutes ten seconds and that was that stacks with the clean win on this week's nxt yes i described it as a uh, curb stomping knee here in my notes and that's that's kind of what it was it was like you said the seth rollins curb stomp the blackout but a knee bomb version of that and yeah so odyssey jones dominated the first what four minutes of this yep. five and a half minute match and then St uh stacks cut him off used his striking and hit his new finisher and pinned this man and i thought yeah both guys look good I don't think this loss hurt Odyssey too much because he kind of got shocked. He was like, he was dominating and then stacks like hit some Hail Mary shots and just stunned this man, knocked him out. So if you're Odyssey Jones, you're like, well, I, I took this, I took my foot off the gas a little bit. I took this win for granted, you know, and I'm, I'm in there against an opponent. It's the old, the opposing team have coaches too. You know, your opponent's trying the whole time. You got to bring your A game every single moment of a match. I like this a lot. I would go as high as three Boris three Ciampa Garganos Ooh. out of five, a classic NXT breakup. Good Ooh. performance from Odyssey and Channing Stacks here. Oh, that one still hurts my heart. Yeah, geez. And sure, they're with Jinder Mahal. They're bragging, bragging, you see, about Veer and Sangha's win over the Creeds. Jinder talk about how a portion, a sizable portion of the world celebrated the win and continues to celebrate Veer and Sangha. As celebrities, Jinder said America needs to celebrate them too. Sangha talked about how there are no tag teams around worthy enough to step up to them. Jinder said all three of them will be draped in gold. It's interesting because Gallus are kind of heels at this moment, I feel like. And these guys are big, bruising heels in the vein of a Gallus, but even bigger and bruisier. So who is next for this industry? Who is next? Incel Express. Oh, yeah, I think that lines up. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Andre Chase and Duke Hudson were making their entrance. Chase wondered where Hale was. Hudson said he saw her talking to Tiffany Stratton last, but he's sure she's okay because she's a grown woman. Yeah, very interesting. And then, boom, right through Gorilla and into the entrance. I liked the way this was shot. But again, man, pay a student a, a small salary just to watch the television show or just throw it on in the break room, whatever you're doing at Chase University or the student center. Someone will watch it and text someone and get you word that this lady has been kidnapped and is covered in stickers. 
We get the TMZ interview of Roxanne Perez about her tag team partner next week. Perez said that her tag team partner will be former NXT UK champion and legend of the ring, Miko Satamora. Let's effing go. I already used up my F word, so it caught myself there. Yes, a rightful Hall of Famer in any Hall of Fame, including the Wrestling Observer. I hope she gets in next year. She's due. Miko Satamora, get her on my television. Let's go. Roxanne Perez is literally living like the ultimate dream. Like, it's crazy everything that 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 she's worked her ass for um and and is 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 getting right now right like the champion huge matches royal rumble in her home state being tag team partners with Miko Satamora like what what a run Roxanne Perez is having Absolutely. It's great to see. And I would say she deserves it. She yep. is the worthy champion. She is the young prodigy, the Connor McDavid, the Connor Bedard, perhaps, of this business. Bedard and David wishes they had the talent that Roxanne <laughs> Perez does. Here's a hot take. Here's the hottest take you're going to hear all podcast. I don't even know if I believe it. I'm just, this is just a hot take. I'm, I'm, I'm trying on. It's like a pair of shoes at the store. I'm just trying it on. I'm not sure if I'm going to walk out of the store with them. Connor Bedard wins the Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, that's going to happen. Oh, I don't think McDavid's oof. ever going to win one. I don't think David, McDavid's ever going to win one. Here's the thing. <laughs> Roxanne Perez won a championship before Connor yeah. McDavid. I, I, I'm sure Connor McDavid has a gold medal or something somewhere. Is the NXT title a true world title like a Stanley Cup ring would be? I don't know. That's a debate for another day, boy. It's harder to get. No, I'm, I'm not even going to start this right now. <laughs> <laughs> harder to win the nxt women's title than four playoff rounds in the nhl there i said it (laughs) oh man why am i the way i am (laughs) (laughs) yeah why did you just say that that was definitely you that said that (laughs) pretty deadly kit wilson and elton prince versus andre chase and duke hudson here good main event a lot of fun yeah yeah, I think so. It, it was, you know, it was a, it was, in, and I mean this in the best way possible. This is a compliment, I swear to God. This is a mid-card attitude era match. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, this match was fine, right? Like, there's there was nothing special. There was nothing crazy. This was a very good, well-done tag team main event on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, pretty deadly wearing their uh, still slept in three day old clothes looking just like, uh, you know, something the cat dragged in and Chase University also absolute crazy dingbats, just four wild wacky characters. I do think pretty deadly will be on the main roster soon and have a very long main roster stint. You don't think Chase U is ever going up. Right? I don't. We had that debate. You know, I think they might make their way up in a couple years for a, for a cup of coffee. But I could see Chase you never going to the main roster ever. I think Pretty Deadly will be there though, and soon. Thing is though, Andre Chase, he's so fluid in his wrestling. It's weird. He's a good wrestler, but I don't know if I would describe him as fluid. I don't know if that's the word I would use. He's a little. He's a little stilted he's i think he's the opposite of fluid he's uh gaseous in there boris he's solid in there i think he's a solid wrestler but i'm not sure i would call him a fluid one you know he's well, he's kind of awkward he's kind of awkward in his i think what makes him look awkward is his freaking get up 
You're right. You're right. He's get up and he's got a gangly kind of lanky body. He's yeah. he's a perfect chase. He's a perfect chase you leader. He's a perfect Andre Chase. But yeah, something something about him does make him seem like a little clumsy, maybe. I don't that seems too insulting. He's I, I don't know if I'd call him smooth though, you know? Yeah. I you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this one. Hudson hit Wilson okay. with a bionic elbow Santon combo. Chase dumped Wilson to ringside. Chase hits Prince with the Chase U boots. That's when Thea Hale runs out, all freaked out after she escaped the schism schism. Chase rolled up Wilson for a two count. Hudson went to ringside to check on Hale. Prince tagged in, hit Chase with a spilled milk for the win in nine minutes 30 seconds Hale's shirt was covered in the schism smiley pins and stickers that's when the gallus boys appear on the crow's nest and they're taunting pretty deadly so it looks like that's still gonna be a thing i guess chase you is starting something with the schism i like when these things just come together like this Absolutely. Everything, uh, everyone has something to do on this show. That is the best part of NXT. It was the best part of the old Russo era. And yeah, speaking of attitude era, not since like Stephanie McMahon on the undertaker's symbol, which is not a cross for sure. Morris, <laughs> have we seen a woman so traumatized on a wrestling show? Not since maybe Ryan Shamrock covered in blood. Have we seen a woman so traumatized on a wrestling show? Shades of Russo, poor Thea Hale, screaming bloody murder covered in these stickers clearly traumatized this poor woman ank walker and drew gulak were chatting backstage gulak said he was impressed with the ring gear sketches he uh that walker showed him charlie dempsey shows up to challenge walker dempsey said walker better not take shortcuts like drew gulak Yes, it's funny. Every time Charlie Dempsey speaks, I'm expecting like a British accent to come out of his mouth. But he was born in the United States and lived there, I think, most of his life. Right. So I don't know why I always expect that. Uh, also, just to clean up everything, the previous match, I would go three breakups, three Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty's had to work that in somewhere out of had five. To. A fun to. main event. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was good. Vic Joseph uh, plugs some stuff for next week, and it's time for... Ding dong, Bailey's coming out. Uh, she's they've set up the interview set. She welcomes viewers to her ding dong hello talk show. Bailey talks about being a huge fan of Toxic Attraction. She introduced them to the show. Gigi and JC make their entrance together, but they were scoffing at each other throughout the entire entrance. Gigi and JC took a seat and mics. Both women bickered, blaming each other for costing the other one the women's tag team or the women's NXT championship on Saturday. Gigi claimed that JC needs her. JC said she's a star all by herself. JC said Gigi looked like a hobo banged a Chucky doll on Saturday with a <laughs> <Yes>. ring gear. <laughs> Let's let's take a second to highlight that. Again, she, she said these words, and I quote. You look like a hobo who banged a Chucky doll. I don't know how often I've heard the word banged on WWE television. Right. Gigi said that JC was staring at the lights like she always does in the JC Jane position. That was, uh, you know, another risque line, but not quite as overt as banged a Chucky doll. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey asked both women, what are they going to do in the future? And if they still are rides 
or dies. Both women got introspective about alienating the locker room. JC talked about using damage control as an example of strength in numbers. JC talked about how she just cuts deep when she gets pissed, but no matter what happens, Gigi will always be a sister to her. Gigi said JC will always be her sister too. JC said they can either have one more run. Uh, Gigi wondered if they should go after the NXT women's tag titles. They then shift the attention and said they should go after the WWE women's tag team titles. Bailey tried to shut down that idea quickly and told them to hug it out. Gigi and JC hug it out, held up their arms in unity. Toxic Attractions theme is playing. And that is when out of nowhere, JC super kicks Gigi. JC tossed Gigi into the prop door of the interview set. Man, okay, here's my one. Okay, I'll finish this and say the one thing that bothered me about this. Uh, JC got in Gigi's face saying that it's all about JC. Gigi was sobbing in pain. Vic Joseph closed the show by saying that we've witnessed a toxic explosion. <laughs> Sounds like something that yeah. someone does in a bathroom. A toxic oh, explosion. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm glad you made a poop joke and not another obvious joke. I, I'm actually glad we went the classier route, which was poop. Well, what else would I have said, Matt? Oh, there were a lot of uh, people exploding over this toxic. Never mind. Never mind, Boris. Let's just <laughs> let's just continue talking about. So I don't want to say I don't want to say the word ruined because that's strong. But JC Jane immediately sobbing after the super kick and then sobbing the entire time that she was getting beaten down almost ruined this for me. It was so cheesy. It was, it was so unbelievable. But I did I did like the beatdown. Also of note, JC Jane destroyed Gigi Dolan with a curb stomp, a shoot curb stomp to this fake door. She booted poor Gigi in the mush. She like kicked through her skull. I know the door is fake. Thank God it was. Cause if that door was real, Gigi Dolan would be dead. That was a shoot boot to the face. She needed to take a little off that one. I know it's wrestling. It's not ballet, but you're not supposed to actually drive someone's face through a door. Come on. you like, it's fake guys. Yeah. One thing, my one little nitpick. And, and this again, goes back to the whole Shawn Michaels, like, you know, Shawn Michaels, this is your life. Um, <laughs> I really wish that JC Jane put Gigi Dolan through the door. Well, I think that's what the boot was supposed to be. And that's why she hit her so hard. But at the same time, she, I, I don't know how you do that. I think you you're can't. supposed to, you can't, uh, you have to, yeah, they should have thrown her. You shouldn't, should have thrown her through it. Yeah. That was just so violent, but I agree. Yes. Uh, that's a great note. Yep. Yep. That's my one nitpick overall. Look, last week's show was Excellent. One of the best go-home shows that WWE's put on in a long time, regardless of what brand. This week, bit of a cool down, but we're resetting things, right? We're seeing yeah. what's going on. We're getting a, the lay of the land. So overall, it was an okay show. Not the worst, not the best. It was adequate. Uh, yes, cromulent wrestling show here. I actually kind of like these reset shows, though. These are fun ones to watch. You see the lay of the land. You see Chase U versus Schism, like you said. JC Jane and Gigi, now mortal enemies, similar to Roxanne and Cora, will always be enemies now after this one. 
And honestly, the curb stomp that JC gave Gigi was so violent. I want to add it to our crimes document here. Like it was that bad. I'm, pu- I'm adding it. I'm putting an asterisk because it's a it's a judgment call. But I'm adding it. But it is, stomp, it is an assault. It is an assault. It was an aggressive assault, buddy. But yeah, it's solid NXT, and I'm uh, I'm liking the seeds that I've been planted. Carmelo Hayes, leaning baby face, Caden uh, Carter, and Katana Chance, leaning heel. Uh, and we shall see how the future unfolds. Yep. All right. Before we get to the uh, the three stars of this week's NXT, let's hit the digital exclusives because uh, there were a couple of them this week. So the first one was uh, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo, uh, and he's proving that he's invaluable to the family. Let's get to this. Stacks, congratulations on your win over Odyssey Jones. <sighs> it's about damn time. Through all those matches on Level Up when I was cutting my teeth. With that match with Shinsuke, nobody ever believed in me. They thought I was the underdog. There's only one guy who thought I was the underboss, and that's this guy right here. You know what I said to Odyssey as he was laying on the rope? I said, you're the past. Our time is now, Don. It's time for us to take over. When we had that meeting the other day, I said, your first act is the most important act. He said he wanted to take down the biggest guy in NXT, and he did that. I did. He's a man of his word, and that's why I made him the underboss. That's right. Huh? That's right. How about that? Hey, well, did I tell you I'd do it? I did it. Let's go celebrate. Hell yeah. All night long. All right. All night long. Oh, yeah. There we go. That was good. That was one of the best promos we've ever heard on these uh, digital exclusives. Good work by Channing Stock. See, I'm telling you, man, this is why you can't bail on these guys too early. Exactly. And this t- is Tony D's always great on the mic. Yeah, agreed. Sorry for cutting you off. Uh, this is the thing, no, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's like you got to just let them do their thing. And as his fans, just need to let stuff play out. It is developmental. It is the ultimate trial by fire. So, you know, just got to give it some time sometimes. Agreed. 100%. All right. Anything Here's- else on the digital exclusive? There is. This time it is pretty deadly. Let us see what they say. Elton, Kelly. Kit, congratulations on your win over Chase University. Another. Kelly, 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 Kelly. Let me say this. It's an apology of sorts for you, for me. Elton Prince, because I lost faith in myself and in us. But I was wrong because tonight we won. Yes, we did. I was wrong, but tonight we won. Did you see what happened, Kelly? Kit scooped him up, oh. and Elton comes through with the spilly millie. Spilly millie. Oh, yeah. It's glorious. Yes, and it's very exciting that very you exciting. guys are excited. You seemed less pleased when Gallus came out after. Less pleased? Sorry. Why, why would we be less pleased? Did you see us when we came out? We were a little bit down, like Kit said. We had to apologize for our behavior. We were a little bit down. But um, the reason we were down is because we didn't win the championships. And now here's Gallus, the current champions, standing on a little pedestal saying, hey, boys, do you want these back? What, what's, the, what's the answer to that, boy? Do we want him back? I would say, a yes, a boy! And I would say, a yes, a boy! Oh, it feels good, because you know good. what? PD on top. Ooh, yes, boy! Let's go sleep. <laughs> oh, that was even better than the first one. Man, see, Pretty Deadly's so good backstage. I love that uh, that uh, Elton, Kelly, at the start. You kind of hear it. You can kind of hear it a little bit there. And yeah, that was, that was great. I love these guys so much. Oh, that was... <laughs> 
<laughs> the let's go sleep line killed me. <laughs> just a perfect little throw away, throw away line. That's why just embracing the absurdity of your character and staying in that moment. Yes, and improv instincts. Like you don't have to hit yourself in the face with a pie. Just actually play the reality of this absurd world of professional wrestling. And sometimes that's the funniest of all, man. That was that was great. That was so good. That was so good. All right, Matt, are you ready for your three stars of NXT from February 7th, 2023? Sure am, buddy, and this is perfect because my third stars, it's a tie, pretty deadly. They were awesome on this show. Ton of fun and delivered in the main event. Can't hate on pretty deadly. They are tied for the bronze medalists of this show. Silver medalist, second star of the show, Stax Lorenzo. Doing work really showing up and i love the digital exclusive too so big win for stacks the biggest of his career in a nice match with odyssey jones stacks is the second star of the show and the first star the gold medalist of the show carmelo hayes the best match on the show against jd mcdonough started the show with a great opening promo he is gunning for braun breaker in the nxt title uh carmelo hayes was awesome on this show he is the first star the gold medalist of this program also we do hope braun breaker is healthy apparently he had a shoulder injury in that cage match uh that's why he missed this episode of nxt apparently but yes braun breaker returns next week to nxt yep there we go there we go all right what's going on next week on on tv so we have the return of braun breaker we have the wesley open challenge uh there are rumors minor rumors out there that nash carter might be making his way back to the world of professional wrestling throwing that out there maybe it's not the first wesley open challenge but wouldn't that be something i would love if to nash see carter that. came back wesley open challenges on the show in any event also tyler Bate versus the returning grayson waller that's going to be a great match i can't wait for that and presumably the main event will be roxanne perez and miko satamura tag teaming versus the now heel Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Big homie. That's your Valentine's Day edition of NXT. Yep. I'll be in front of the TV eating bonbons and chocolate milk <laughs> for that one, buddy. <laughs> Love it. Just absolutely cranking hog and dos and white claws like Tony Khan. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, again, thank you for listening to NXT Talk. Just remember that this week, each and every single show on the network is free. And during our free preview week, that's brought to you by Total Sports. If you like collectibles, if you like cards, if you like everything in between, go to totalsportscards.com. And we have a bunch of shows on the network. Just uh, a little something, something for everybody. We got BAM, where we chat all things sports entertainment and sports entertainment uh we have the it's canon podcast where i geek out with phil and tyler about anything and everything we have tuesday morning cooked we've got steve swift's rambling aew dark review which is a bit of a micro review and a bit different from your normal review show but that bit different is what makes it special. We have this show, NXT Talk, where we chat about all things NXT. Uh, we have Steve Swift's rambling AEW Dark Elevation review. As well, we've got the old Fs, the legendary Dan DeMouth, Lavransky, and Joe Aguinaldo come together in their old effery and they chat all things AEW Dynamite. We have Steven's Wrestling Journey, a bi-weekly show. Uh, as we take a look of the at the world of wrestling through the eyes of a child, we have Dr. Mouth's Rock and Roll Lunch Party. 
the Godfathers of podcasting, talking all things pop culture, and it's uh, they have amazing interviews, and that's hosted by Donnie DeSilva and Chris Tidwell. Got Setting the Standard with Uncle Bobby B and Matthew Grand chatting all things the standard Matthew Grant's wrestling career here, here on Ontario. AEWTF, that's a once-a-month show that kind of puts together all things AEW, all their shows, all their uh, webisodes, everything coming together, and they make sense of what happened in the previous month. You got the East Coast Dads, the Smack Daddies, talking all things SmackDown. I ramble a little bit by the end of the week in my Rampage Ramble with Xavier Josiah. We have Looking Back on It, which is all about music and taking a look at the different albums from the 90s to the aughts. And then we have MLW Rewind, uh, which chats all things MLW that week. And then the week ends with Sunday night's main event on TSN and iHeartRadio, hosted by Mike McGuire, as we take a look at the week that was in professional wrestling. Just a little something for each and every single taste that you may or may not have. This week is a free preview, so I thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Awesome, man. I'm so pumped to see this new era of SNME, all these shows, something for everyone. And thank you all for listening. Uh, and we'll be back next week with your Valentine's Day edition of NXT, baby. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Until next time, remember to stay tranquilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. I hope that you like what you listen to. And just remember, you can get that show and every other show that we produce. If you are a patron and to join, all you'd need to do is go to patreon.com slash SNME radio and it costs you $5 every single month. We hope to see you there and just remember, stay tranquilo.